Hey, hey, it's Andy Anderson. You're listening to and or watching another episode of Let's Rage Coops presented by the Saxinian family. We're very grateful grateful to our primary sponsor, the Saxinian family, who will be our primary sponsor for the remainder of the regular season into the American Athletic Conference Tournament. We are on the heels of the number one Houston Cougars' eighth win of the season. They're perfect 8-0 after traveling up to Fort Worth and playing St. Mary's in the Battleground 2K22 event. And it was another defensive battle. I think something about Houston and playing on Saturdays, I guess those, those are the, the Saturday games where they play uh, those defensive battles. But um, the Gales, it, it was an interesting game. Uh, Final score, Houston comes out victorious 53-48 to 48 from the Houston perspective. Uh, Jawan Roberts led the team in scoring. He had 15 points. He was 7 of 11 on shooting. He had 8 total rebounds. And really, in this game, I think we'll start right there because Houston went to Roberts. It seemed like every time they needed a go-to basket, they went to him on the post. And our post-game, Kelvin Sampson talked about Jawan Roberts. And when they asked him what what difference he had seen in, in Jawan Roberts, he said, you know, it's just his turn. You know, he said, same like Fabian White. Same like a lot of other bigs before him, a lot of players before him. And he just needed to wait his turn. And now this season is that time for Jawan Roberts. But joining me, as always, my uh, co-host, Chris Gardner of the Houston Rama Review. Chris, as always, thank you for allowing us to use your platform for Let's Rage Cougs. Let's Rage Cougs after dark. Dayon Dunlap. Dayon, I still can't say thank you a uh, hundred times for being able to join me on the show on Wednesday. Um, there we did it. And then uh, Justin Barbosa, or Chris and Justin, your guys' names are blocked off from sponsors' role. But Justin Barbosa joining me here as well. I'll go around to Chris. I'll toss it over to you first. Um, let's stick with Jawan Roberts. And then after that, uh, the biggest thing that stood out to you from Calvin Sampson's post game uh, quote. Well, Juan uh, came through. Honestly, I think he should have got more looks down on the block. He was seven for 11 from the floor of the four coups who took double digit shots. He was the only one who made 50% or better from the floor. Sass was four for 12, Shed two for 12, Jamal Marks three for 10, Juan Roberts seven for 11. And Juan was 0 for 9 from two. Okay, so that means he missed his twos. Credit to Logan Johnson's defense for some of that. Some of the shots rolled out. But when Juwan is not making shots like that, I want to see them go down to the post more. Roberts had an advantage in the, on the block. We don't have that often. Don't say that often this season. But when he has an advantage, go to him more. And uh, the Cougs won. It wasn't pretty. It was ugly, sloppy. We got post-game comments from Coach Sampson. Two defensive teams. So don't expect a high-scoring offensive game. That's what we saw. The guards, he, he rebound better. You see that. But one comment that I want to say – it may not have the post-game clip, but Coach Sampson said he needs to get work on getting some mud in the blood of Jairus Walker. Basically, that means he, Jairus, still a freshman, to be clear on that, he's got to play tougher consistently because it's too many games. These first eight so far, he's just not tough enough on a consistent basis to match his natural skill set. Dan, I'll toss it over to you for a uh, second, and then Justin, you, you'll be third. Now, what stood out to you overall from this game versus Houston? I do, we do need to do injury note in regards to Marcus Sasser, who did not finish the game after getting taken out. Um, Calvin Sampson post game said that he had his shoulder 
pop out and then pop back in, um, which sounds incredibly painful. But Kelvin Sampson said that he doesn't expect it to be a long-term issue for Marcus Sasser. I had another person close to the program also confirm that. They don't expect that to be a big deal. So uh, good news for the Cougars in that regard. It looks like Marcus Sasser avoided uh, something serious as I lose one of my uh, – AirPod or one of the things in my ears, but um, in that aspect, obviously, he didn't finish the game, but it doesn't, Houston doesn't expect that to be a long term issue for Marcus Sasser. Yeah, one of my takeaways was, um, like Chris said, when J1 has had the advantage on the block, he's capitalized on that. And, um, but not only that, again, Houston ability to win quote unquote ugly games when they don't shoot the ball well, I, I think that's something that will trends in the right direction for them going forward. I think especially when they go on the road games, I know Keller Sampson always said all road games are street fights. Although this was a neutral site game, it, it's the type of game that you will face mostly when you're on the road or sometimes when you're at home. We saw them play a game like this at home against Kent State. And so I think their ability to win these type games when you don't shoot the ball particularly well and it shows your ability to really hone in on the defense and now allow teams to score. And so that was one of the things that really stood out to me. And also, Marcus, I really think he's really seeing the floor well. I think whenever he's initiating the offense, he really, really sees the floor well from a, a point guard's perspective. And I, I think that bodes well for his team as well because he, he moves the ball in transition. And of course, we know what Jamal Shedd does, but when Marcus has it, all eyes is on him. And when he moves the ball like that, sometimes it, it creates easy buckets inside for J1 when they don't go to him on the block. And so I think overall, uh, this team just keeps finding finds a way to win. I mean, they're not always going to shoot the ball well, and I, I don't know if they're particularly a good shooting team. I think it's going to be more often than not where they're not shooting in above 60 70%, but they have one or two players who have good nights and they win the game. And so uh, just another hard-fought game, uh, another culture win for Houston. Grit, grit, winning, to, uh, battling. And although St. Mary's kept it close, but Houston never allowed them to get tie the game up and, or take a lead. Justin, you're up ahead. Anything stood out to you uh, <clears throat> from this game uh, following Houston's victory? Yeah, it's me. It was just their defense uh, all night long. Although they did give up a few open threes throughout the night, but really just uh, just a hustle on defense, able to get the loose balls and turnovers, uh, especially at the end of the half where they went on that 9-0 run. But that's really what carried them tonight. Didn't really have it mostly uh, offensively. We're just mainly Juwan Roberts in the post-up. I mean, that's probably uh, one of the best games I've seen them this season, just confident up there in the post, using that left hook, get some baskets, and he really stepped up big tonight. On that note, um, I don't really – Honestly, I don't know how, how much people can hear in the background. There's some salsa music, and I think it's so funny that the PA announcer called Marcus Sasser, Marcus, uh, what is it, Saucer? Like, like saucer. a flying saucer. Repeatedly, saucer there's, a lot. There's the salsa music. We're feeling uh, salsa after this one, Chris. But I do want to take this opportunity to remind everyone, you are watching Let's Rage Coop presented by the Saxonian family. Uh, very, We are extremely grateful to the Saxonian family for, one, being able to um, not only commit to helping us out for the remainder of the regular season, the men's basketball season, and into the American Athletic Conference tournament, but also we'd like to give out a shout-out to 
Uh, I said it last, last uh, Let's Reach Cruise, and I'm going to say it again. It is now sponsor role, and it is officially a full sponsor role because we have no more space. We're going to have to start making it sponsor screen, which is making a full square. Uh, but obviously, we do want to give a shout-out to our other sponsors, starting with Coop and Holder, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective. They're the entity behind those Star Pizza commercials, which brings me to our second sponsor for today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs, Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976, with multiple locations across the Houston area. If you're ever in need for some pizza, make sure that it is Star Pizza. They're open for lunch. And like I said, they put out those great commercials with Zach Gav, Houston's best, best pizza since 1976. Also, big shout out to BB's, the home of Tex Orleans Cooking. Be sure to follow them on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BB's Tex Orleans. That's at BBS Tex Orleans on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Big shout outs to them. And Justin, I do want to give a big shout out to you because this is a family affair. Big shout out to Challenge. Uh, Challenge Office Products for being at their debut on Sponsor for Let's Rage Cougs. Challenge Office Products, be sure to contact them at 713-644-4007. And last but not least, I do want to give a shout out to the Fritz Kennel. They are a family-owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding, daycare, and bathing. The Fritz Kennel is going out of town and you need a home for your fur friend, make sure that it is our guys at the Fritz Kennel located at 9513. Up and down drive. If you want to contact them, be sure to do so at 713-464-9852. Once again, that's 713-464-9852. And on that note, I'll toss it over to Kelvin Sampson, Jawan Roberts, and Reggie Cheney, who spoke following Houston's 53 to 48 win over St. Mary's, the number one Houston crew. You know, when, the, when, the, when it's a pretty game, Reggie doesn't always get to play a lot. Those is those other guys can play in a pretty game. Not everybody can play in a uh, uh, a mud bath, you know, blood bath, a mud hole game. But Reggie's pretty good playing in mud hole games. Those, uh, you know, these two guys uh, sat sat on the bench last year behind uh, Josh Carlton and Fabian White, two first team All Conference guys. So, you know, they played against really good players, and now it's their turn. You know, Reggie could easily start, um, but I don't think anybody on our team, team worries about that, uh, especially the coach. Um, but, you know, Reggie's uh, toughness, J1's toughness. Um, you know, when teams don't double us, you know, we, we like to play a little more inside. Now, our guards got a lot of good looks tonight. Um, you know, we had a couple of looks there that could have popped it open, and we, we missed them tonight. Next game, maybe they go in, but... Uh, on nights when the ball doesn't go in, you've got to have ways that uh, you can find ways to win. Um, you know, we didn't rebound it as well as I'd like tonight. And that's going to happen with this team. This is not a great rebounding team. You know, I've, had, I've had some great rebounding teams uh, over the years. This team is not. <clears throat> We're going to continue to work at it. Hopefully we get better at it. But it's not a great rebounding team. But this is a great defensive team. What happened with Marcus? Sub Lexus' uh, shoulder. Kind of popped out and then went back in. Forgive me for, for my medical standpoint, is that, you know, I know what it is, but in terms of concern, is it? <clears throat> no, you'll be fine. Go ahead. Um, I'm very. Nah. <laughs> but I've, uh, 
heard about the history, um, how good they were back then. And um, for us to be number one again, you know, I feel like it's a big accomplishment. And um, just ride the wave, you know, keep improving as a team, um, keep learning every day, and um, just keep getting better. And um, hopefully you keep that number one spot for a long time. Juwan. Uh, just playing with a lot of confidence, um, <clears throat> going into the game knowing that my teammates trust me, um, <clears throat> believing me that I'll, you know, make the right plays. And um, the game is starting to slow down a lot for me now. Um, playing with a lot more confidence, like I said, and um, just letting the game come to me. You know, last year actually going the game, like I'm stacking on glass, um, just a little nervous, a little bit. But um, I know my role has changed, and I know what I have to bring for this team to be a good team. Let's go back to Chris Carter here and after the year, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Where do you, what are your thoughts on what Coach said about using a guy that's really shining? Nah, yeah, those are the games I look forward to because I feel like, you know, I just want to help the team. That's all I care about. You know, like you said, I don't care about starting. I just want to help the team where I feel like we need help. So, like, games like that, I just come in and try to do as best as I can on my toughness. Reggie, what, what did you see in that last, that last block and, um, you know, what does that mean to, you know, make that kind of play in that situation? And, you know, I just want to win, so, like, that's that play right there. And I just had to go make that block. I made a mistake, so I got to go for it. Reggie, can you just talk about what you've seen uh, from the progression of Jawan Roberts over the years that he's been here with the program? Um, honestly, I always think that he had, he was always in school to me. He always had that. It's just like you said earlier, he was, I just felt like he was a little nervous when I first came, but now he's a lot more comfortable. There's something he could always do. With this turn, no different than Fabian's sophomore year when he was behind Benny Davis. Everybody wasted their turn in our program. Um, I think it says a lot about our kids' character and also our uh, kids' uh, families. That, uh, you know, we've been here going on nine years and probably the most uh, uh, amazing statistic about us, not, you know, if you take out the COVID year, I think we're averaging around 30 wins a year, which is amazing in itself. But in um, eight years, in our top 10 players, we've had one kid transfer in eight years. Think about that. And once again, that was um uh, in the in the in the youth referring to the starting uh, rotation, it was like in the rotation minutes, and and Chris, you can correct me if I'm wrong. He was referencing uh, Caleb Mills. Uh, said Ali and said he he used to get a playing time. Cedric Ali too. Cedric well, Ali. That coach, was, coach, um, coach said in the top ten rotations, going okay, ten okay. deep. Okay. Cedric Ali was in the ten man rotation, but eight man rotation is Caleb Mills. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't catch that full quote there. All right. Yeah. But on that, on that um, particular quote, there was a couple things that, that stuck out to me too. The one that really made my ears perk the, the first time I heard is when you were talking about they're not a great rebounding team. And Chris, we were talking about it uh, off air once again. Uh, this Houston Cougars team just overall um, did end up getting out rebounding, uh, out rebounded again by St. Mary's, thirty six to twenty seven. And in particular, uh, one of the things that really sticks out about this team is that they're not that good of a defensive rebounding team. Uh, they're pretty decent at offensive rebounding, but 
last time I, I checked, I can't remember where exactly. I believe they're in the top 20 in the country when it comes to offensive rebound. They fall all the way to uh, 65th, and, and it's probably a little outdated after the last few games that have gone um, when it comes to defensive rebounding. So, like Calvin said, that's something that hasn't been a strength for them through eight games early on in this season. And part of that, I think, is Ramon Walker's absence. Yeah. When you look at the wing rebounding, yeah. uh, Marcus Sasser, I think, in the last two games has a total of one rebound. That's not good enough. I mean, Coach Sampson talked about it in the last game. He went to Marcus's butt about his defensive rebounding. So he's got to do a better job on that. The guards have to rebound on this team. The front court can only do so much on the glass. And if they're going against bigger teams up front, then that means the guards got to come crash the boards. And with Ramon Walker being out because he's sick, Ramon's one of those best rebounding guards, and his absence is being felt on the glass. So that is concern. Hopefully when Ramon comes back and gets healthy enough and gets over his illness, he'll help remedy that issue because we got to really look at it, and I'm going to do a better job keep tracking the boards game by game. But out of these first eight games, the Cougs have been rebounded maybe four or five times. Tonight, being losing battle by nine, I think the most this season thus far. So it's a concern. It's a thing that definitely is correct, but they're still eight no. Yeah, I think definitely Miss Ramon, not only his rebounding, but his energy. He comes off on the court with just a different energy that I think ignites the guards because they try to meet that energy that he plays with. And so they're definitely missing him. But as far as the rebounding, this is a relatively smaller team than we've had a recent. And so that it's no surprise that the rebounding isn't as good um, as it's been in the past. The defense is still there, but when you're watching other teams get multiple shots on the offensive end, it's something you're not used to seeing. I mean, definitely not used to seeing. And so guards definitely have to do better at, to gain rebound. And, but – Ramon is definitely a, a huge key for that. And J1, I mean, I, I'm loving his development. I will say as the competition gets better, um, he will have to get a counter move because when it's just scattering port going over that right shoulder left hook, they're going to sit on that. And the one time that he went away from it, he shot an air ball with his right hand. And you look back to Oregon, yeah. just more talent, more length. It's harder for him to just back down, back down, drop stuff left-hand jump hook. And so credit to him to having that confidence to do and be efficient in doing that and, and being confident and um, having the ability to do that. But as the season goes on, people pay attention to the scouting report. He's going to have to have a counter move. Justin, your overall takeaways from uh, what you heard there at Calvin Sampson, Joan Roberts, and Reggie checking out for had to say after the game. <clears throat> Yeah, Kelvin Sampson pretty much just kept it real as it is. I mean, saying this team's not a good rebounding team getting out right rebounding by nine tonight. But uh yeah, I was pretty shocked to see what the, the boards tonight. Um St. Mary's has some pretty clean rebounds tonight. Usually from the last teams last couple of years, U of H usually all over the boards, hustling under the basket, fighting for every loose ball. And that's that's where we really missed Ramon Walker, just a guy that can dive onto the floor and get into it <laughs> when uh Turnover battle, and uh, I think really the testament was last year that Wichita State game where we shared that highlight. But uh, but I, th- I think this team will get better as the year goes with rebounding. Uh, with Mr. Coach Johnson will coach them up. Yeah, that's something that I'm I'm curious, and I'd love to to follow up with Colin. 
uh, during the week. Um, I'm, I'm curious what the, the – obviously, they're going to emphasize that you heard Kevin Sampson say right there in the clip. Um, but I'm curious to see if, uh, what more we could expand on that. But uh, I do want to focus on what um, head coach of St. Mary's, Randy Bennett, had to say after the game because he had a lot of interesting comments. And I'm, I'm trying to get that clip to, to go. I don't know if we'll be able to have the, the actual official clip. Um, but before we do, I do once again want to give a shout out and remind everyone that you are watching and or listening to Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. A uh, big shout out to the Saxonian family for being the primary sponsor of the Let's Rage Cooks Houston basketball postgame show. Let's Rage Cooks, the unofficial, unofficial Houston postgame show all season long following every game between the Houston Cougars men's basketball team and their opponents. I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor role beginning with the Fritz Kennel. Once again, they are the family owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding, daycare and bathing. They are located at 9513 Yuppendale Drive and be sure to contact them at 713-464-9852. do want to give a big shout out making their debut to challenge office products. If you do want to reach out to challenge office products, you have want something to get delivered. Uh, they are your guys at 713-644-4007. Once again, that's 713-644-4007. Uh, Going next into our sponsor, Roll BB's, the home of Tex Ordnance Cookings with multiple locations um, across the Houston area. Be sure to follow them at BB's Tex Ordnance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's capital, two capital B's, one S, and then Tex Orleans on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They, uh, be sure to follow them across their multiple locations across Houston area because they did have a very cool name, image, and likeness event where they had multiple players from the men's basketball team at each location. Uh, so they are also helping out the team in that aspect of name, image, and likeness. And last but not least, we do want to give a shout-out to Hoop and Honor, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective, because they are the entity behind those sack-ass star pizza commercials that you guys love so much if you have seen our shows in the past of Let's Rage Cougs, which brings us to our final sponsor, Star Pizza, which they also have multiple locations across the Houston area. They are Houston's best pizza since 1976. And on that note, I do want to mention what Randy Bennett had to say because he had really high praise for the Houston Cougars. And really, it's interesting because the point got brought up that they have played, they're not strangers to playing against the number one team in the past, obviously, because they're in the same conference as Gonzaga, which Gonzaga has been, it seems like they've been the number one team in the country year in and year out the last few seasons. Um, and they asked him a little bit about that. And the thing that he said is that Houston, he said the Houston Cougars uh, were much quicker than Gonzaga. And I said Gonzaga's a good defensive team, but he said that's the really thing that stuck out to him when comparing those teams. Houston was much uh, quicker. He said there's a toughness and togetherness about the Houston Cougars that, that can really tell, that really sticks out for him. And when he was talking about Calvin Sampson, he takes it's clear that he, he doesn't take any BS. Uh, from his team, and he does a really good job of being able to hold them accountable, uh, which just right there, when you get recognition from one of your colleagues, which, Chris, if you, if you haven't checked out the video, be sure to scroll down. You are on the Houston Round Bar View if you're watching this live, or if you're not, be sure to check it out, uh, the Houston Round Bar View, because Calvin Sampson had high praise for him heading into this game as well, so it's good to see that mutual respect. But just overall right there, Chris, I'll go with you first. What, what are your thoughts uh, about what uh, Bennett had to say? In particular, um, we have, I didn't mention it, so I'm going to let you talk, but he talked about the various players and how they were focusing in on 
he said that the number one player they were they were most scared of. I thought it was interesting and in, in who he said that was. Jamal Shedd. Jamal mm-hmm. Shedd being the head of the snake. And um, he credited Logan Johnson for the defense on Jamal Shedd. Jarris Walker was number two, uh, or two of the three, because um, Jarris's skill set, five-star reputation, they wanted to limit his scoring, and they did that. So two of the three out of Shed, Sasser, really all three of them, really, they did a good job containing. The one person couldn't contain or slow down was Juan Roberts. So they stuck, they accomplished most of their scouting report because they made it difficult for Shed, Sasser, and Jess Walker to score points. So that's helped in the game being low scoring. He also said a comment that some folks, a lot of folks may not realize that regarding this Battleground 2K22, Nobody wanted to play Houston. The Cougs agreed to participate in this event probably June, July. No one wanted to play Houston in this event until St. Mary's agreed to it in August, almost at the end of their non-conference schedule as like the final game on the non-conference schedule because nobody wanted to play the Cougs in this event. So, But he was very complimentary of playing the Cougs defensively. He believes it will help them get better as the season progresses. He has a very high respect for the program and the job Kevin Sampson has done at Houston. And and to add on to your point, Chris, he said that the team wanted to know what they said. Let's go see what the best team in the country looks like. And they got that and more. And, and um, he said when when asked, I asked him what, what was just the toughest challenge about facing this Houston team. And he said, heading into the game, the biggest concern he had is they just didn't know how they were going to score against this Houston team because they're just that good defensively. And he he mentioned that Kent State game where they only scored 49 points and they still found a way to grind out the victory, uh, which was a week ago. And he mentioned it. Uh, Kent State is a good team. He kind of sounded like and, a, and uh, he Calvin said he, he did say that Kent State is a good team and they mm-hmm. only scored 44 points against Houston. <laughs> so he said yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And down, Justin, I'll toss it over to you guys. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear him say Jamal Shedd was on top of that scouting report because when we kind of mentioned that this team is going to go as far as Jamal goes, he's really our only true point guard, particularly how Kevin Sampson likes to run the team through a pass-first point guard. And so um, – but also that's why I complimented Marcus so well because he led the team in assist tonight with four. And I'm just seeing his maturation as um, – point guard with the ball in his hands and ability to see the floor and make plays. He did an exceptional job at, at that, and that's part of his development because as he goes forward to the next level, he's going to have the ball more in his hands. The floor is going to be spread more. He's going to play a lot more in pick and roll and have the responsibility of making plays for others, but not really surprised with, with that at all. Um, and also with, with Jairus, um, I think it's just, it's just freshman woes. I mean, I definitely can understand what Coach Sampson – wants him to have that dog mentality in the sense of I know I'm better than you and and just play like it. Whether he makes or misses a shot, you can live with missed shots. But what you can't live with is someone not really being aggressive or being assertive. And oftentimes I don't see him looking for his shot. I think to start the game, they isolated him at the, like maybe the top of the key. He made a move, missed a shot, but it's a good move. And, and, and that's what I want to see more from him, just being assertive, being aggressive to looking to be better than the player that's guarding him. I mean, 
and that's really, I'm sure, what Coach Sampson wants to see as well. Him to be aggressive, be assertive, and do all, all little things. I mean, he's playing good defense. He, he's rebounding okay. I mean, he can rebound better. So I'm not going to say he's doing a good job rebounding. I, I would say he's doing a good, good job rebounding, in my opinion. I think he can do better at Coach Sampson. That's on him to hold him to a higher standard. But I think for the main thing for Jarrett, I want to see him to be more aggressive, more assertive, and, and look to dominate. Well, Dan, you, it, it, I mean, Keenan Hadnock, who's one of our uh, viewers on YouTube, he said after uh, he said he went back to watch his games in high school, he played in the paint. Um, he see, it seems like he's measuring his shot too much. Um, and then John Lynn on YouTube also said Jarris needs some uh, – Jarris says that he needs some time on the bench in regards to Jarris Walker. He'd rather see JVA start and see if that motivates Jarris. I, I don't know if I could go there at that point. Um, I think in particular, I think it's just the learning curve. And Kelvin Sampson has mentioned it throughout in the past in regards to Jarris Walker. He said in high school, th- it's an adjustment period just in terms of how much they ask uh, from players and, and in terms of particular the effort level that they have to give on every single play. Um, and they're they're not even a month into the season yet. They're barely eight games into um, this 2022-23 season, and that's still something that I can imagine. It, it's still something that Jarrett Walker has to, to adjust to. He's He's got to buy into the culture. He's got to succumb to the culture. And eight games into it, he's not there yet. Probably neither at Terrence Arsenal. We can, you know, guys can say a lot, but until you experience it, game in, game out, the culture and what Coach Sampson demands of you every practice, every game, that's hard to live up to until you get used to it and do it and experience it. Eight games in, they're not there yet. Let's give them emphasis. At 18 games in the season rather than eight games in the season. And I did want to point out emphasis on demands because it is a non-negotiable for this team. Um, and it is something that, that Chris, you you were alluding to throughout the night. You know, whenever Jarrett Walker uh, would make a sticker, there was something that Calvin Sampson didn't you know, see. It was quick to, one, he was certainly going to let Jarrett Walker know about it. He was quick uh, to make the move, and I think that's still something that, like you said, Chris, as the season progresses, you know, we're going to continue to see that steady improvement. But it, it is an adjustment period, and when you look at the stat sheet, that's going to be uh, the biggest thing that, that people take away. He only had two points, one of seven shooting. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is only 20 minutes for Houston. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how – that progresses because, like I did say, it is a non-negotiable. And until he picks it up and you see that improvement, I mean, Kelvin Sampson's not going to give him any special treatment just because of how highly touted he was in high school. And we've already seen that. And, and let me say this. He only played 20 minutes also because Reggie Cheney played so well. Reggie was mm-hmm. active on defense with his hands, his hustle. He got some tip-ins. He was just – he was what Jarris – is not yet, okay? Reggie has been in the program longer. He knows what's expected of him, and he's healthier this year, too. Reggie's yeah. hands, he's got two healthy hands now, two healthy knees. He's quicker than he was last year. I think at any point last season, that held block, steal the win last in the game, in the last few seconds, he could have done it last year. So it's it's good that if Jarris is not there yet, coach can rely on Reggie Taney. Reggie, go give him what you, what you can. Yes, sir, coach, no problem. I got you. 
that block in particular, that was impressive because that, that was with already five seconds winding down on the clock. Houston was up five. Um, and it, it looked like they were just going to give a layup. If that's any other team, it's easy. They just let the layup, don't try to foul, and then inbound it and, and shoot the free throws. But Reggie Chaney challenged, contested that shot. He glassed. Not only did he glass it, but Houston was able to essentially run out the clock after that. So it, it just goes to show, even with the time winding down, Houston's defense, it's a—it's uh, something that it, it's just instilled in, in their DNA because they, they didn't give up an easy basket as you would uh, expect. Now, uh, Justin, on that note, um, I did one of the, the questions, one of the things that we are going to start doing, the question of the night. Um, for those of us watching, or for those of you watching on YouTube um, live, the question of the night is, what was your biggest takeaway from tonight's win by Houston over St. Mary's? If you are either watching the replay or the audio-only platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may be, uh, get wherever you get pots and jam, you may be listening to Let's Rage Group, sponsored by or presented by the Saxonian family. Be sure to add us on Twitter, whether it's at uh, the HRR Review, the HRRE you was that correct chris um or at pod slam a jam at p-a-w-d-s-l-a-m-a-j-a-m-a be sure to ask for those of you that are now watching live question of the night what was your biggest takeaway from tonight's win by houston over some areas because we do want to hear from you jerry 2968 on youtube watching us live says our ability to find a way to win when we didn't shoot the ball well is even better this year which i'm gonna toss it over to you justin what has stood out from your perspective early on eight games into the season for this Houston Cougars team and what might be one of the biggest takeaways you had about this game in Turkey? Just overall their uh, defense, despite not shooting the ball well and finding a way to win. I mean, a lot of teams, the way with the Cougar shot tonight don't win. And it's just their ability to defense to pull together, hold up, hold St. Mary's to 30 numbers and shooting. Not a lot of the teams win with the way the Cougars shot and the Cougars with how good their defense is. Pulling St. Mary's, you know, under 50 points. I mean, that's just about all there is to it. And Kelvin, Kelvin mentioned that when it comes to their identity, he said that's the reason why teams, when you get two good defensive teams, going back to what he said about St. Mary's and, and just how he described this game, he compared it once again, he went back to the Lee game against Villanova. And he said where you get to two programs that are such, such a, at a high level, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, you're going to get these games. Um, when it was last year, obviously we know how that game turned out. Well, it was the final score, 50 to 44 in favor of Villanova. And then even going back last week when they played Kent State, 49-44. And even again tonight, when it was just 53 to 48. When you get um, those strong defensive-minded teams, you have to gut out a way to win. And I think that's something where going back to specifically when he started at the beginning of, of his availability, how much praise he had for Reggie Chaney because he's one of those players that excels in this type of game. Being able to have players like that, one, to have experience, and two, they can actually win and, and make winning plays in that type of game is crucial for Houston. I'm Jerry. 2968 also said defense rebounding, taking care of the ball works in any arena and against any style of play. That sounds just like Kelvin Sampson right there in that aspect. Henry Sandoval is sad because Houston didn't spread the five and a five hit. So, ooh, Henry. But as we uh, start to wind things down, Chris, I'm going to toss it over to you. Um, you can take on the question of the night or just anything in regards um, that we might not have touched on from post game availability to Kelvin Sampson um, or Bennett had, uh, Randy Bennett had said after the game. 
I want to mention something about Logan Johnson from St. Mary's. A very, very good defensive player. I think he knows the Cougar system because of his time at Cincinnati playing under Mick Cronin. So he, he's been against UH backcourts. So he, did, he, he knew the scouting report. So I think that helped him have an edge defensively. So he knew what the Cougars were running. So that's a salute to him, credit to him and his defensive skill set. He's a very good defensive guard. Uh, Coach Sam touched on that and how St. Mary's really defended the guards on the perimeter very well. So the Cougs have things to work on and improve. Coach Sampson once again said Houston is not the number one team in the country in terms of being the best team in the country. The number one because they ranked so high preseason. The teams in front of them lost. That's why they're number one right now. They'll lose at some point this season. He doesn't care about number one. He said it. He kind of said it yes. He said it multiple times. That he that he cares. He said, "No, I really don't care, guys. I, I really don't care, because right now it's December fourth. It's good for the fans and marketing." Justin, I'm gonna say it to you so you can hear it. If you haven't heard it already, the only time I really care about the Cougs being number one is the last game of this season. If the Cougs are number one after that, then I'll act ignorant and be on the court acting a fool because I mean a championship. But until, until then. Whatever. <laughs> and I think the, the funny thing about that, too, is that uh, Jawan Roberts was asked about, um, I'm not sure who that was, that was local, local media here from Zavisari, it might be national, um, but they, they asked Roberts if the team is aware that they're the first team to be ranked number one since the five time of Jamma days. And, Jawan, he kind of he kind of glanced over at Kelvin Sampson. He started laughing before he answered, um, and he kind of echoed Kelvin Sampson's uh, sentiments. Dayan, I'm gonna toss it over to you as we uh, lose Chris because he has to go find parking at Dickey's Arena. We're gonna start to, to wind things up. Dayan, I'll toss it over to you. Just overall, um, anything that, that we might not have touched on our players specifically, or what was kind of your biggest takeaway from tonight's win by Houston over St. Mary's? I mean, I know I mentioned it um, already a few times, but this Marcus has the playmaking ability. Uh, I, I think along with his ability to finish, but only that, <clears throat> his ability to make plays is something that is going to um, bode well for this team going forward. And I, I think something that we didn't mention about Jarris is I think a lot of teams do have the, him high on their scouting reports. So they're putting more of an emphasis on trying to stop him and not allow him to get going because Houston is such a guard-driven team. You add him to the mix, is going to make them even tougher to start. So I think that's something he's having to adjust to as well is these teams putting a scouting report on him and trying to stop him. And so it's only eight games in. I know he's going to continue to develop. So I'm not really too much worried about him. I think Marcus' ability – Really, his development. I mean, he's just getting better all the way around his game from finishing in the paint, creating off the dribble, not only settling for the three. And so I'm really, really impressed with his steady development in his all-around basketball game. Then defensively uh, with Jamal Shedd. I mean, he was lights out defensively, the way he guards the ball, put pressures on defense, and his speed them up. He not only controls the tempo of the game with the ball in his hands, but I also on the defensive end, the way he speeds the other guards up and make them play at a more frantic, faster pace and give the ball up when they don't want to. Absolutely. And going back to, to the first half, there was a play 
uh, when St. Mary's tried to uh, – St. Mary's player, I can't remember who it was, tried to make a pass. Jamal deflected it, and then ended, it ended up being back in the hands of that St. Mary's player. Immediately, Jamal Shedd starts clapping. He starts getting hyped. I mean, that just goes to show where – and just overall for the team, what fuels them, and that's really made, being able to make plays on the defensive side of the ball every time they get a big stop, every time they make a big play. On defense, you can hear their bench um, audibly, you know, cheering or cheering in joy um, when they do get one of those plays. And it just goes back to the Houston Cougars' culture defense, rebounding and think, taking care of the ball. Those, uh, although they're three very important pillars among the Houston Cougars' basketball program, but as we start to wind things down, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, first and foremost, our primary sponsor, this is Let's Rage Cougs. You're watching and or listening to Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxonian family, Let's Rage Cougs, the unofficial Houston postgame show covering uh, your football and men's basketball team. And on that note, we do want to give a shout out to Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars micro collective, the entity behind the Star Pizza commercials, just like um, you see the SAC app, the Anthony Jones Star Pizza commercials. Um, Perfect segue into our second sponsor, Star Pizza, Houston's best pizza since 1976. Also want to give a shout out to BB's, the home of Tex Orleans cooking with multiple locations across the Houston area. Be sure to make BB's a stop during your holiday plans or even during the week. If you are tired of cooking, be sure to stop by BB's and pick up a hot meal from them, a Tex Orleans meal from them. Be sure to follow them on social media at BB's Tex Orleans on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also want to give a shout out to Challenge Office Products. Be sure to contact them at 713-644-4007. Once again, that's 713-644-4007. And last but not least, the Fritz Kennel, the family-owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding, daycare, and bathing. Be sure to pay them a visit at <clears throat> Be sure to pay them a visit at 9513 Yup and Dope Drive in Houston. Their phone number is 713-464-9852. Now, I do have one clip. I'm not going to play all of it, but do want to toss it over to Randy Bennett and just get a glimpse of what he had to say post-game following Houston's victory over St. Mary's. They couldn't find a team to play this game. And... Uh... The purpose for us was, uh, let's, let's go see what the best looks like. And I think we have enough young guys, four freshmen on our team guys. And this team, I thought we could handle it. This was, we wanted to see them. We wanted to play against them. They're a ton of respect for their program. Everybody in the country does. They're, they're sitting on a good year. They had a lot coming back. Assassin, all the other guys. So we wanted to, yeah, we wanted to play them. We wanted to get on the court with them. You don't, it's so hard to get games against these teams. Um, I knew Kelvin would play it. He's, you know, play anybody. So uh, that was, that was the goal. And I would say it, met what we were trying to get. And we got to see a really good defensive team. It's really pretty, very right. And it is good for us. And it's not good to lose and we didn't want to come out here and lose, but it's what we needed. And uh, I wish we came out here 8-0. 
I thought we should have, but and that's how it works sometimes. And so um, I think it'll make us better. It'll make us better in December, January, February, and March. So that's why we did it. And then, uh, good game. They're good. They're tough. They just they exposed us, which we've been exposed. Us uh, offensively, we have to get a lot better there. But we had 17 turnovers. Luckily, we didn't let them turn them in transition and, and were able to stand in the game. So there you heard um, my praise in regards to Houston. He said, we wanted to go play uh, number one team. And, and Perry, he says, it's, this is a game that's going to make them better as the season progresses, which, again, just goes to show which across the country and how high of regard uh, coaches from across the nation have for this Cougars program and what Kelvin Sampson has established. Now, we mentioned that he, Kelvin Sampson doesn't care about being that number one team, but certainly the respect is there from coaches, fellow peers across the country. And it just goes to show, again, once again, where, where the program is at this point, um, respectively, not only in the season, but what Kelvin Sampson has been able to create. Without a doubt, man, uh, and it stood out to me because we heard Coach Sampson talk about it in the offseason about being hard to find games and how in years past people would want to play Houston. And just to hear from the opposing coach and how kind of solidifying what Coach Sampson said is like, wow, but, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want to play Houston in December? And with, like the coach just said, it's going to make you better going forward in your season because you're not going to be able to – really see teams as good as defensively. So they're going to highlight your weaknesses early and allow you to practice them and strengthen them as the season goes on. So shout out to that coach, man. He had his team well prepared. They definitely fought really hard and had a chance to win the game. And just think at one point, you know, a few years ago, Houston was that team that wanted to play better teams to get better during the season. And now a team like St. Mary's to get their team experience, the, which will help them get better later on in the season. And a, a kind of a show of, of full circle of where uh, the program is and that at the high level that they currently are, which I know Chris, Chris um, <laughs> is no longer with us on the show, but you know what he said, it um, enjoy these moments because they don't last forever. And it's certainly a rare era where the current Houston uh, program is, again, just in, in where they are across the nation and the high regard that Funnel Pierce had for Kelvin Sampson, which has been able to establish here uh, for the Houston Cougars. But we are going to start to wrap things up. We'll bring up our sponsors again because um, I think you kind of lost me for a segment. Uh, but once again, big shout out to every single one. Hoop and Holler, Star Pizza, BB's, uh, Challenge Office of uh, Products, and the Fritz Kennel for being a sponsor on today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs, presented by the Saxinian family. The Saxinian family is going to be the primary sponsor for Let's Rage Cougs throughout the entire men's basketball regular season and into the American Athletic Conference uh, tournament. Once again, the final score from Fort Worth, Texas, as we have the salsa music playing in the background. Well, you were able to hear a few of uh, people singing as well. But final score, number one, Houston defeats St. Mary's, California, the West Coast Conference, 53-48. to 48. Uh, once again, the final score, 53 to 48. Juwan Roberts led Houston with 15 points, eight rebounds. Marcus Sasser was second in scoring with 13 points. He added 
four assists. He also had one rebound in regards to his injury. If you're just joining us or didn't um, catch it at the beginning of the show, he did not finish the game. And what Calvin Sampson said was he had popped – his shoulder had ended up popping out. They, they got popped back in. And they don't expect that to be a long-term issue going forward for Marcus Sasser and uh, the men's basketball program. Jamal Shedd had six points on – Two of twelve shooting, but like Dayon mentioned, brought a lot of intensity, a lot of effort on the defensive end. Some one player that we didn't talk about a lot in this show, but Roman Mark, he also brought it defensively. He had a good, uh, he he was a very very strong. His on ball defense was very strong in this game. This outing, and there was one in particular that sticks out. He forced the steal and it led to Marcus Sasser fast break layup. Um, so Jamal Mark, we didn't talk about him a lot, but he he was strong defensively for the Cougars as well. And on the offensive side, he did have seven points. Three of their shooting, he had two rebounds and an assist. And um, Reggie Chaney came in with eight points and four rebounds for Houston. And that's pretty much going to do it. Dan, I'll toss it over to you. Where can people find you and anything else you'd like to add uh, before we close out? Uh, you can find him on all social media platforms. Dayon Dunlap, glad to be a part of this rising show as we continue to grow. We're getting bigger and bigger, and who knows? We're going to start having some special guests soon joining us on some of these post-game shows. We can't end any show without saying, go Cougs. I like that teaser right there. Just before we, we close out, where can people find you? Y'all can find me at Jay Barbosa PXP on Twitter. And on that note, I do want to bring up a comment. Now then, Ali, how long will Sasser be out? Um, again, he said it's not expected to be a long-term issue, at least not after uh, today. That's currently what we've been told. That's what Calvin Sampson said after the game. Not sure if he will miss some time. He will probably be sore tomorrow, but that's going to be something that we'll continue to see as uh, we go. But as of now, Calvin Sampson said he doesn't expect that to be a long-term issue. We're not sure if he might miss Tuesday's game. That that will be uh, seen. Um, the team will be off. It's already Sunday. We're hitting one, one o'clock in the morning in Central Time Zone, so they'll be off so on Sunday. They'll be back on Monday, so there'll probably be an update uh, then. And uh, like you said, they're certainly going to need them next Saturday uh, when they take on Alabama in that highly tied rematch. It's again, the final score number one, Houston Cougars defeat St. Mary's 53 to 48. This was Les Rage Coop presented by the Saxonian family. Thank you for each and every single one of you that tuned in live or if you're catching the replay or audio only platform, uh, audio only versions on our platforms. Thank you as well for supporting us. And we'll see you next time. The Houston Cougars return to action Tuesday, December 6th, 7 p.m. inside the Fertitta Center against North Florida. One more pit stop before they have to take on Alabama next Saturday. Thank you again. And we'll see you next time. Go cool.